0: In the name of God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God rescues the people from slavery in Egypt. And he leads them with a mighty and outstretched hand. He makes a way out of no way. Brings them through the Red Sea dry shod. Leads them to a mountain. And there on the mountain, there's a revelation of the glory of God. There's storm clouds. There's lightning. There's a dazzling radiance. Moses is summoned up upon the mountain, and he disappears. He's enveloped by the radiance, and 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 uh, uh, he doesn't see the glory of God face to face. But just by coming near to it, his face so shines that it makes the people afraid when he comes back. And he has the two law, the two tablets, the law, the word of God. Love God, love your neighbor. The Torah, they call it. We call it the Ten Commandments. They call it the way. And this is what God tells Moses to tell the people. I've set before you this day life and death. Therefore, choose the way of life. Worship the one true living God. Do not worship the idols. Don't lie, don't steal, don't kill, don't cheat, don't commit adultery don't be always wanting what other people have and be resenting them for having That way is the way of death. The worship of the one true and living God, love of God, love of neighbor, this is the way of life. Therefore, choose life. And they have the same problem that we have, which is that they are frail, they're weak, they're inconstant, they're mercurial, and they're easily tempted to the worship of the idols. We could say a lot uh, about the idols. Um, the the worship of the idols is always intoxicating. Sometimes it actually literally uh, involves the you know imbibing of intoxicating substances. Um, the worship of the idols is always entrancing. Uh, often uh, there's kind of a wild sexual obsession that goes along with it. And social and political chaos. The drama of the Christian life is always to be pushing the idols off the throne and putting God back on the throne. The problem with, with the idols is that we become so entranced by them. In the 20th century, of course, is the great history of whole societies becoming absolutely entranced and besotted with idolatrous worship. And the problem is that we become, when you're in the trance of the idols, you become so besotted and, and intoxicated that you don't notice that your life is being led away and that your feet are on the path of death and not on the path of life. The glory appears. God makes a place where his glory abides. It surrounds this word, the word of life. The glory leads them on. And over and over again, they choose not life, but death. God is so exasperated with his people in the 32nd chapter of the book of Exodus God says to Moses I gave you all I gave you my people uh, the the circumcision is a sign of the covenant of the bond between you and me. He said what my people really need is the circumcision of the heart. They're stiff-necked. They're hard-hearted. And God cries out in in exasperation why will you choose death and not life? And over and over again, God gives this word to his prophets. Why will you choose death and not life? Why won't you turn again and live? You come into the promised land. They build a great city. The glory of God descends upon the the temple. And still there's this problem, this inconstancy. And God raises up prophets to warn them. He raised up Jeremiah. He raised up Isaiah. They warned that if they kept on this way, death, ruin, and destruction would follow. They didn't listen. And we come now to the prophet Ezekiel. They've been conquered. They've been taken into captivity. And this young man, he was 25 when he was taken into captivity. Now he's 30, sitting there in the refugee camp on the river in Babylon. And the glory that was on the mountain appears to him. He has a vision. He sees the storm clouds. He sees the lightning. He sees the radiance. He sees the uh, the chariot throne of God. The glory of God. And he comes to realize that what he's seeing is he's seeing God's glory leave the temple, leave the city. God withdraws in judgment against his people and again these words are given to Ezekiel we have them today in front of us why would you choose death and not life why won't you turn and live get yourself a new heart get yourself a new spirit Now, the, uh, the judgment of God is always given that we might turn and live and Ezekiel was the great prophet of the glory of God. He's the great uh, prophet of uh, uh, he's, he's the great prophet of the new heart. And He's the great prophet of the new life. Why won't you turn and live? Why are you so hard-hearted? Why are you so stiff-necked? There are synonyms in the, in the Bible. The other thing that Ezekiel is a great prophet of this, and a great prophet of the one who is going to come, the good shepherd. God gives, later on in the book, that God gives Ezekiel a word, and the word is this. You've got a hard heart. You're stiff-necked. The day is coming when I myself will come, and I will take away your hard hearts, and I'll give you a heart of flesh. Your heart will be tender towards me. Your heart will be tender towards each other. The day is coming when I'm going to send my King, my Messiah, my Christ, my Savior, when I myself will come and be the good shepherd of my people. And then they will have hearts for me, and they will have hearts for each other, and the glory of God will once again dwell with his people. Stiff-necked and hard-hearted. The good shepherd. I was once uh, a shepherd, not only a two-legged sheep, but a four-legged sheep. And there were three kinds of lambs that were born. One kind of lamb was born and got up quickly and knew where the milk was and went right to it. There were other lambs that were born and they were weak. You could help them. You could assist them in finding the nurture that they needed. And then there were other lambs that were born strong and vigorous and were stiff-necked, and you couldn't make them nurse. They didn't seem to understand that they desperately needed to eat or else they would die. What can you do? It takes great patience. It takes great perseverance. This promise that God has made to his people through the prophet Ezekiel is coming true. And as the prophets have said, the Lord whom you seek has appeared suddenly in his temple. And by what authority are you doing these things? And they don't see that it's the glory of God, that the same glory that was on the mountain, and the same glory that was in the temple, and the same glory that Ezekiel saw leave and is now returned suddenly to the temple. don't see it. The weak see it. The humble see it. The broken see it. But the proud and stiff-necked don't see it. But God, in his mercy, who shows his power, chiefly in showing mercy, has a plan We might have a new heart, that we might not die, but live. At the end of the book of the prophet Ezekiel, God gives Ezekiel a great vision. He sees a valley, and it's full of bones. A lot of things happening at once. It's, of course, the warden of Israel. But it's also a vision of us desiccated. dried out by choosing the way of death instead of the way of life and God says to Ezekiel, is there any hope? and Ezekiel says, thou knowest Lord and then God gives Ezekiel his, his word and say to these bones live and God breathes into them just as he breathed into the first human beings in the book of Genesis, he breathes, and bone comes together to bone. There's a song about that. Bone comes together to bone. And the bones are clothed with sinew, and muscle, and flesh, and the dead live. So here he is, the Lord whom we seek. He's appeared suddenly in his temple, and he is the good shepherd who is persistent, and perseveres in love, even to the death of the cross, so that we might have our hearts broken and become tender once again towards God and towards each other. He it is who breathes into us life and resurrection. He it is who fulfills all the promises that God has made to Ezekiel and all the prophets. Let us run, let us run to receive these promises. In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.